you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Saved cap space by signing Chris Wesley. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. I would think Wes, his great ability as an analyst, it would not be a value buy to lock up Wes. He would cost a little guap. Now, he does have a track record. He's on the wrong side of 40. He does have injury history, the big C, uh, in his body. His shoulder's breaking down. Uh, but he's still got it upstairs. It's, it's like they say, Wes, as you get older, your physical skills erode, but the mental game goes up, and you end up hitting this, like, medium. That's what they say. If only I had uh, this mental knowledge, experience, and wisdom when I was in my 20s making bad decisions on a mm. daily basis. Exactly. But well, they are getting the West that's not drinking like 20 to 20, 20, 25 beers a day. That's true. They're getting a, a, a wiser, nobler, older. I mean, the honest. NFL didn't become the NFL by being a bunch of dopes. They didn't you know, ma- help you know, make this podcast into uh, you know, one of the <laughs> most powerful <laughs> things in the world. Gifted I, broadcasters we are. Um, <laughs> And and they immediately yeah. when the big C happened last year and when he was in the throes of chemotherapy, uh, they offered him very low, you know, salary, but a lot of guaranteed money into the future. They they were betting on him taking that when he was at his lowest, and he took it. I will say if that money <laughs> drop, <laughs> if that money drop is accurate, and I have been signed, I can tell you with a hundred percent assurance there is no upfront money. Mm. No. And guess what? It's like signing the guy right after he tears his ACL. You know, it's, it's yeah. I'm on a one year prove it deal. And enjoy this this disposable income you have now, Wes, because once <laughs> oh, the don't Paramore even, don't even locks you down, no. and like I said, you're on a tight schedule now. May mar wait last spring engagement. May marriage next May baby one. 
17 months after that, baby two, your money going to be gone, bro. So enjoy what you got now. And it's I know I can already tell that the Wes and Lakeisha pairing is going to be one of the couples, and I admire this. I say, listen, when we have a child, I know all these other couples, they lose their spontaneity. We are going to still continue to float up the coast to wine country with our newborn and <laughs> down east and west. No, you're not. Lakeisha's no, going to well, there's, there's a history no, of twins in the Wesseling family, so he might bang out one and two right off the bat. And just get it all done. Or she's she's the one actually ah. going through with the pregnancy, not Wes. We're gonna put it on social media. Hashtag the bang out. <laughs> you could, or you could go the route where you have a girl, then you have another girl, and then Wes is like, I need a boy. I gotta carry the bloodline, and then bang. I re- twins. I really mean this. And twins. I know everybody says this, but I don't care what gender they are as long as they're healthy. Like I have six brothers. I don't need a boy. You know. Yeah, boys I, are overrated. I, I totally, they got to get to work. Though. I totally believe you. I think that's I think that's common. I, I felt the same. I'm 45 years Either old, and she's fine. in her late oh, 30s. Like, if that child is healthy, I'll be happy. And you have like 400 brothers, so somebody's carrying the. Yeah, I mean, uh, someone else has name. to do the work here right. along alongside you. All right, enough of that. Glad to have you, here, Wes. Thank you. However, you got signed. Uh, big show coming up today. Um, Antonio Brown. We see the finish line. God. Please have the finish line come soon, maybe as soon as this week. Uh, Some Arizona football quarterback chatter uh, and a new seg like this one, like the sound of it. Don't even want to do the seg because I like the name so much. I don't want to mess it up. Like if it was just if we just name the segment today and then never hit it, that would be fine with me because it would stay pure. We could do that. Coming up later in the show, DM a GM. Hmm. I like that, Ricky. You like that? I love it. When I saw it on the rundown, I was like, damn, you guys are really trying to, you know. What's those We're kids? trying. Get up, get up with the times here. <laughs> and, get, and guess which one came up with the name? The Millennial. Oh, of course. Well. I got it. I mean, I held your hand through the whole thing, and then you came up with it. Like yeah. a father. I thought Wes had a large part to do with <laughs> it. Like a dad. But the hook, the DM a GM, came from the kid. That's accurate. I approve. <laughs> it's going to be a long off season. <laughs> Let's get to the news. All right, Antonio Brown, we'll start there. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, maybe not uh, not going to be called that anymore. As soon as Friday, potentially, uh, Rap Sheet reported uh, today that Mr. Big Chest, uh, the sweepstakes are heating up. A trade could wrap up soon. Uh, the Steelers have started to um, tell the trade market uh, it's it's moving quickly. Get your best offers in ASAP because we want to make a move. Adam Schefter over at ESPN reported that a deal could be in place by as soon as Friday. Uh, the Steelers would like to move Brown before March 17th when his $2.5 million ro- roster bonus is due, and it seems like that's going to happen. Now the question becomes, Greg Rosenthal, who will he be traded to? The Raiders are jumping out there as a name to watch here. The, the Titans are going to be jumping out there. We heard them uh, as a possibility. The Jets and Cardinals were making a phone call, we heard, but Rap Sheet says they are out of the competition. Ooh. What are you hearing, Greg? Nothing other than uh, what's reported out there, but I think if you put it all together, I think you can hear things beneath the surface. All right, let's add add the things. Is this X-Files? Ian and Schefter are both saying this is happening by Friday. So that tells me the Steelers have an offer in hand that they already Beat it. are willing to accept. There's also pe- people dropping out. 
there's a little whisper. Why did your hand get so close to me there just now? I, you know, Usually I love don't... physical contact. Wait, that's, I love, you never touch me. I love touching you. And then there was another report that said it's basically a one-team race. So who, who could this one team be? Mm, who's the most desperate? Who's willing to take a chance? Who has the most first-round picks? It's the Oakland Raiders. Why would you ever put a deadline in on it otherwise? Outside of the the guaranteed bonus thing that's coming because on March seventeenth, like I think what Greg was saying, they like what they, they have, have in hand. They that's what wrap I, it up. I'm saying. But unless you already love the offer right. that's right. in place, Give you us, would never put a deadline on this. Let give the us chase a cursory continue. couple days, and then we're ready to make a move. Because as an organization, we are ready to turn the page and get rolling towards this 2019 season. And Antonio Brown needs to be out of our life forever. It's a huge upset if it's not the Raiders, because the other team that I thought that needs to make a splash and probably save the GM's job is the Jets and they're out of the race according to reports they're not in the race and I just simply don't buy the Titans as a team that's going to do that pull this kind of thing off can I tell you the Titans I got a Titans fans I have to say I like you guys a lot I, I made a tweet that I wrote a tweet that if if um, he ends up playing with Marcus Mariota Antonio Brown he'll be sending love letter emails uh, to Big Ben by week eight and uh, it was fine. It was, you know, it was fine. It could be minus tweet. But the amount of uh, anger that came back at me from Nashville and its surrounding area was, quite frankly, impressive. And I just want to make it clear to the audience listening from that area that although I do not like your team or your quarterback, quite frankly, I like you guys. You're passionate. They are almost as insecure as Dolphins fans. See, I don't even want to say that. I they're they're defending their team, but that's your opinion. They that's fine are, too. Well, hey, look, the Titans to me are an interesting team. A lot of people don't find them interesting, but the fans' ability to kind of gauge that team is wanting. Better than not caring. Right. There are fan bases that right. don't they don't care. Anyway. They should be annoyed with their own offense. They shouldn't be defending a quarterback that threw what, twelve touchdowns last year? I, I totally agree with you. Mark, Marcus Mariota's got a lot to prove. When you have, yeah, if when you're you, a wide receiver, you'd much rather play with Big Ben than Marcus when Mariota. When you have like that first-round pick or the guy like Derek Carr you, you know, that you give the money to, you irrationally support him until the moment where he's no longer necessary. And then you realize, this oh, is I, what drives me insane. I had been confused. I had been like tricking myself all these years. And I do wonder like, who's if, if Brown does go to the Raiders, who's going to be throwing him the ball? I mean, I remember it, there's a lot of Kyler Murray, John Gruden talk and like, wow, how crazy and different could their team be if it's Kyler Murray throwing it to Antonio Brown? I mean, Dan, you and I have supported some pretty insanely low quality Jets and Browns quarterbacks. There was an offseason where we were fired up beyond comprehension about Brandon Whedon. <laughs> I love that guy. On this I show. I still love that guy. On this show. This is the diehard. under that American flag. <laughs> this is the diehard fan move. You complain for years that X player does not get enough credit nationally, doesn't get any exposure as soon as he's cut. That guy was overrated. We right. never liked him. He had weaknesses. The brand, just, I don't want to get full, too far down the Brandon Whedon track. But I will say one of my favorite moments of the past 10 years, professional football, in terms of physical like uh, a, a symbol uh, in real life it's just like right in front of you is when Brandon Whedon got trapped underneath a red flag yeah like this was his <laughs> first ever NFL game I was it was just one of the most embarrassing moments in our office because it started getting flushed everywhere on social media all over, I mean it, it, it was more embarrassing <laughs> I found it fitting because like he's one of the great Americans and so it just all like no. made sense wrapping himself uh, in the flag Derek Carr currently the quarterback of the Raiders he would welcome Antonio Brown 
I would imagine he's definitely in play, Carr told the Fresno Bee at a charity event. I hope he's in play. It would be great to add a guy like that uh, to your team. Now, let's spin forward here. Maybe Kyler Murray is the Raiders quarterback, like you're saying. Maybe not. Maybe. Might be impossible to get him if, if the Cardinals are set right, on him. Right. Maybe the Cardinals take him at number one overall, Kyler Murray. However, this is a really fun, interesting um, a wrinkle now to the conversation, and it came from our own Airwaves NFL Network. There's no Nolan Naraki anymore to throw out those, like, haymaker uh, draft assessments. Now? I don't know what he's up to, but he's not throwing the haymakers anymore that everybody gets fired up on. Chaz Casserly is not the first guy that I would have guessed would step into that role. But on uh, NFL Network uh, Airwaves on Tuesday, he made a comment about Kyler Murray's combine performance, and it was wild. Let's listen in. Well, you better hope Kingsbury takes him number one because this was not good. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. I'm probably doing it long and you're alive anyway. Yes, it is. Le- leadership. <laughs> Yes, leadership, not good. Okay, study habits, not good. The board work, below not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, see? And, and raising major see? concerns about what this guy's going to do. Now, people will say, well, we're going to compare him to Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield. Well, you can. And by the way, Friday, tune in up to minute. I'll show you the offense you're going to run with this guy. It is possible. You don't remember there used to be now unfortunately they're all gone, but the last living World War One participant, the last person alive uh, from the Civil War, now World War Two, you're the greatest generation. This is the last person standing. Chaz Castle is the last man saying say in conversation. I That's could, it. He's the last man. See, doing I could it. swear that started as a bit about him, and then it's actually his lingo. It's his jargon. So it's real. But the worst. This is what He's Charlie the last said. Prime noir detective. <laughs> I love that guy. This is the quote: "The worst comments I've ever gotten on a high-rated quarterback." And uh, there is a West a lot of blowback towards Charlie, and then people. Uh, like uh, Murray's college coach telling Dan Patrick that everyone he talked to said that uh, the the kid was great in his interview process. But one thing, Wes, we've been working with Charlie for many years. He does his homework. He has a background in this league. He's got rings. He's got the respect, and he talks to the right people. I've heard him through the door of conference rooms. I don't don't tell him that. But having hardcore conversations with uh, GMs, uh, this is not coming out of his own mind. This is not his imagination. We'll get back to Dan Patrick in a minute. But I agree, like when we're in the newsroom and Charlie's there, you hear him because he spends his whole time on the phone talking to his sources. This, I, I have a hard time believing he's making this up. Of course. And, and, he's not making it up. And NJ Advanced Media has spoken to a coach and two scouts who back this up, saying all three of them saying he's immature. Kyler Murray is immature. One of them saying he's nowhere close to Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes on the whiteboard. And speaking of Dan Patrick, I heard an interview. I saw an interview with Kyler Murray a month ago that was the most immature interview I've seen by a quarterback prospect ever. How so? Dan Patrick asked him about football and baseball in a very respectful way for for two or three straight minutes. And Kyler Murray just shrugged his shoulders and didn't say anything. He just shrugged his shoulders. He had had no answer for anything. He had been told or decided he wasn't going to talk about that issue. He didn't even say to Dan Patrick, I'd rather not speak about this. Like, I'd like to reserve the right to make my opinion. He just shrugged his shoulders. It's a Brandon Whedon red flag. I have no takeaways from, like, his media and all of this stuff. The stuff on the board, to me, I think is a concern. And and 
these teams are going to get him in their building and they they're going to have more than 15 minutes. They're going to have a whole day with him and they can they can figure that out. And it doesn't surprise me in a league where in a time of year where people were hammering Josh Rosen a year ago is oh is he too smart or like the different Does stuff Does he love like, the game? Like it doesn't surprise if you've ever watched Murray in an interview not just at Dan Patrick or even the press conference it's like He's not an inspiring, you know, public speaker, flat affect. I don't really care about that. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are that are like that. It's like whether you think he can grow and develop. He's a 21 year old. It really only matters that the Cardinals think that number one. But it's it's it is important that for what Casserly's report, he talked about it being how many teams, two or more. He said, which is a like we talked a little bit of a strange more more than two. It's not 25. And now he's going to keep talking to teams, and that will be a more fleshed out report. But that's not a massive sample size. And it just it's about a some team thinking this guy works for us. Josh Rosen's in the building still. And uh, the number 10 overall pick uh, last year available. Also coming from Charlie, uh, NFL Network yesterday, that he uh, had spoken uh, to someone in the industry who said, this guy is on the market. The Cardinals are mm. trying to make a move uh, to move their number one pick of last year uh, elsewhere. And... You see it out there. Peter King wrote on Monday. He spoke to a, quote, renowned GM who said, eh, maybe a three. That's what Josh Rosen is worth. Uh, and maybe that's it. Maybe, Mark, That maybe that's what Josh Rosen is worth on the open market. And if so, if the Cardinals end up with Kyler Murray and he's a great player, everything works out. But if you end up getting a three back for a guy you took with a one and traded a three and a five the year before to get to move up to get the guy – Ooh, that's shaky GM work by Steve Kime, unless the kid that you draft this year hits a home run. I think we're, we're all of like mind to this because we've um, been pressed to discuss this topic multiple times today. But I, will, I, I just think that he's worth a three to some people now. We don't know what every team wants him for. And I just think it's, it says a lot about the quarterback market. Every year, there's eight or nine teams that are dying to find someone to play quarterback. This year, it's like Nick Foles is going to Jacksonville. Right, we've got we've got the Broncos right now. Have Flacco. You're down to three or four teams that are looking for Red a quarterback. Skins, maybe Dolphins, maybe. but maybe it's a team like the Patriots. You know who use one of their picks or you trade around. But I'm just saying, my point is the Patriots today aren't going to offer a right. first-round pick. I, I just under, don't understand why you need to. And I'm not saying they're trying to coddle Josh Rosen by getting him out of the building to prevent drama. But when you talk about these other quarterbacks that were traded for above value, like Sam Bradford to the Vikings, and that, that deal for the Eagles has helped them get Jay Ajayi, helped them get like Derek Barnett, helped them to get Carson Wentz. Like That was a masterful trade, but that based on need. It happened days before week one when, you lost, when the Vikings lost their starter. Yeah. No one's in that position right now. I don't buy it. I mean, maybe right now. I mean, I, I think as you get closer to draft, I think he'd be worth a first round pick. Or but what a, or team a high today second. do you think is thinking? Let's give a first round. Redskins what? maybe. Maybe. Redskins there's a stink maybe. on him now. It's just but he's not a, that many he's teams. He's a quarterback. That it was someone. Charlie Casserly who said he's like, hey, the most important uh, you know person in your organization. See, is your number one quarterback. The second most important person in your <laughs> but organization. But half those teams is your backup quarterback, and the third most important person in your organization is your quarterback's coach. He did. He did say that last year. That's a true story. Wait, then find me the team that's giving a first for Josh Rosen right now as a backup quarterback. We are huge Charlie Castle fans. We could his entire back catalog. We know every word he's ever said. He's, a, he's very nice to us. He once coached at my high school, Minichog uh, Regional. Mm. How about that? I've talked Nats baseball with him on a regular basis for about six years. 
that price has got to go up, Mark, as the draft gets closer. I, I'm with you. I think free agency right now, you're right. No one's going to give that up. And I think once we get closer to April and it's a little more clear, I think that's Well, it. they probably will tonight. We just That's just what we're, what we're guessing. Here's, so. I think no team is as desperate as the Redskins. And if I were them, I'd pay the first-round pick right now. That's an interesting point. My, my one thought in how this is all playing out, because it really is close to unprecedented, this, what they're about to do potentially here, go – Top 10, then number one overall with a quarterback with no major injury or anything crazy happening. Um, could the Cardinals have handled this process better in the past couple of weeks? Uh, yes. Like I don't know. Or like, would it have not have mattered? It's like, almost impossible. I don't even totally believe that Rosen's going to get traded yet. Neither well, hold on. I. I, I do, but I, but I would say this. Don't <clears throat> come out with your owner and make these fiery statements how this will never happen when you, don't ha- you clearly don't have buy-in from everyone inside the building. That's if, how you can handle they, it better. This don't is, make any announcement. That's fair. In the, January. What I was – my thought was, well – I thought it was unnecessary last week that Steve Keim did not get behind Rosen, and that led to a lot of conversation. And then, of course, Rosen, we don't know if it's connected or not. He goes and scrubs his Instagram uh, Instagram account of all Cardinals. They're all back, by the way. And, and it wasn't just all Cardinals. It was, it is, we, we were a little okay. – it was the previous two years, every single post. <laughs> okay. And now it's like they're all back. I, not, not that big deal. But uh, I, I just – I guess I'm curious if – even if they would have said all the right things and kept this – a possible interest or probable interest in Kyler Murray under their hat. Once you pick up the phone and start calling people about Josh Rosen, that gets leaked out either Absolutely. way. So yeah, I didn't like how Kime handled it last week, but did, did it ultimately, could they have changed this uh, in any way and not made it such a, a soap opera, which is starting to feel like that way? Maybe not, because it's just the, the plot of the soap opera is so juicy to trade your number one guy a, a, and then draft the number one guy. It's hard to kind of tiptoe around that. If you look at it like Steve Kime's number one priority is to find out to basically keep all options open with the number one pick. That's his number one priority. Then the second priority is find out exactly what Josh Rosen's value is. Because that's part of keeping all your op- options open. To me, that that makes sense, What how he's approaching they are They are changing it as a team right now, though. On their team website, they have a, you know, a show that's debating Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen. That's on ArizonaCardinals.com. They're they're putting up uh, an article where it says Kingsbury said no decision has been made for number one pick, which is obvious enough. But that's just oh, oh, you know allowing that hey we might take a quarterback. So it's already changed. I think from a couple weeks. Ago. I just say don't set the table with this holier than thou announcement that you would never ever trade Josh Rosen from your owner, and then everything. Up- since is totally different. I believe in you, Josh Rosen. He can still get it done. You're, Big upgrade from Sam Bradford. Made some nice throws last year. I don't He'll think the fine. coach thinks that he's the better fit of the two. That's you're, a huge issue. You're just repping the tribe here, Greg. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I did go. I did watch all the quarterbacks before last year's draft, and he was the one that threw the prettiest ball and I thought had kind of like the skill set that most obviously translated. Are you or are you not repping the tribe? Tribe. Tribe it up. After one That's year in the say. NFL, Greg hasn't been to synagogue in like fifteen to twenty five. I've years. never been to a synagogue. I was not really um, raised in any religious fashion whatsoever. Well, that is a stunner to Save us. Save it for the theology podcast. Not even once. Wouldn't you say right now that Baker Mayfield throws a prettier ball? Oh, than of Josh course, Rosen? of course. Okay, I mean, not even close. All right, let's move on. Uh, some notable uh, cuts: Eric Weddle no longer 
uh, a part of the Baltimore Ravens and their um, plan going forward. The safety let go after a couple of years there. Um, Wes, did this surprise you at all? No, it's been whispered about for a few weeks, um, really since the end of the season. He went from six interceptions and eight passes defense last year to zero interceptions and three passes def- or in 2017 to zero and three last year. So his playmaking ability dropped off a cliff. Now, he's one of those guys that you hear about. Um, there might only be, you know, eight to ten of these guys in the league where he's the quarterback of your defense to the point where he gets everybody in the position they're supposed to be in, and their scheme works because of his intelligence. So he may be one of those guys, but how much do you pay for that? He's 34 years old, just turned 34 in January, which is not not an age that you see a lot at that position. We ranked him, uh, I think, 48th right now in our top 101. The problem is there's so many safeties out there. Landon Collins is out there, which we'll talk about. You know, Earl Thomas. Uh, ha ha Clinton Dix is down on the list, but you also have LaMarcus Joyner, Tyron Matthew, Adrian Amos, who's had Adrian some big Phillips. years, Adrian Phillips. I mean, it's like if you need a safety, they're available. And Weddle's kind of at the end of that line, I think. Uh, also, the Cleveland Browns made a move on Wednesday. They released Jamie Collins. This is another move uh, you had heard whispers about, maybe even louder than whispers. Uh, he was due $10.5 million this year. He's entering his age 30 season. Uh, this Browns save over $9 million in cap space. Um, they traded for Collins from the Pats in 2016, Mark, gave him a huge contract, but he never really filled what they were looking for, did he? I mean, the previous regime traded for him as what I thought to be a, they got him for not too much draft-wise, then paid him a lot of money as what was to be sort of a foundational piece for their defense. And the whispers last season were that this was someone whose effort is just not matching the salary. And, you know, I think John Dorsey came in and he's looking for a very specific type of player when it comes to passion about the game. He says that every single time he talks about scouting and free agency. And is that is that Jamie Collins? I don't know. He talked about he was going to talk to Jamie Collins' camp at the Combine. I, w- I would assume they probably said, look, it, if you want to take a restructure or a pay cut, we can work things out. Otherwise, see you later. And that obviously did not go well, and he's gone. I remember when Chris Collins were said he might be the most talented defensive player in the NFL. It was early uh, in the season. He was, like, playing really well. And, I mean, I was along, Which season? I think it was 2015, And he was coming off of, you know, I thought the same thing. Like, wow, the, do the Patriots have this, like, generational superstar? And so he never turned into that. Like, if we, we could have made his little blurb in the top 101, he's fine. To use he, your quote, Dan. He's real, fine. real quick, the – Brown's new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, correct? Yes. Within hours of the Jamie Collins announcement, the Cardinals released linebacker Josh Bynes, who was the best linebacker in Arizona last year in Steve Wilkes' defense. So maybe connecting the dots, Josh Bynes is going to replace Jamie Bingo. Collins. In Connect Cleveland. those dots. The Rams have uh, made a move as well. They cut inside linebacker Mark Barron. He had two years left on his deal. Saved some money for the Rams. He was a starter. He, he played a lot. He played almost every down for their defense, uh, but ultimately the Rams decide the cost is not worth um, keeping him around, Greg. Yeah, and they also didn't pick up the option, which is basically cutting John Sullivan, their starting center. I think Rams fans are a little overly concerned that they have a lot of starting spots open. Roger Saffold's expected to leave. He's great. So that's two starting offensive linemen. You have Sue maybe leaving, Fowler, Joyner. That's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. I'm not worried to put a just the spin on this week's news about replacing Mark Barron for the salary that he was getting or, or John Sullivan. Uh, Barron was kind of legendary for 
never being able to practice and like barely being able to move during the week. And then he was like a badass on Sundays, but he's not a guy who you want to keep around. Uh, I think long-term our uh, guy, Steve Weiss has had a lot of Rams info. And in addition to saying that Roger Saffold is expected to leave, he also said the same thing about Sue that the Rams believe his market's going to be too rich for them. Hmm. Timmy Jernigan also let go uh, by the Eagles. He had an $11 million option for 2019. Um, This uh, saves the Eagles money. They need it because their cap is pretty tight right now. Uh, Jenkins is just 26, had a lot of injury issues last year. He can make some money. He, he can, and I've noted this is a, a pretty strong trend that the Eagles and other teams are getting good at is they put these options in, and they don't pick it up, and now they get a compensatory pick when Jernigan leaves instead of just cutting him. Smart. Next level. That's Very what smart. teams are now copying. Let's talk some tag, all right? We know six guys got tagged. They are. Greg, off the top of your head. Robbie Gold. One. Demarcus Lawrence. Two. Frank Clark. Three. D. Ford. Four. Jadevian Clowney. Five. Who am I forgetting? Did you say DeMarcus Lawrence? Yeah. Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. That's a tough one. But that's good. Five out of six. I mean, not no, bad. I should have been able to roll it's like out. like four edge rushers, a, column on a kicker, and an interior guy who rushes. You're not sleeping tonight, are you? Grady Jarrett's going to launch I'm not proud. <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, those guys got tagged. Who didn't get tagged? C.J. Mosley. So the Ravens were busy. Um, they cut Weddle and made the decision not to tag uh, C.J. Mosley, but apparently they – they're interested in bringing him back potentially. He's going to hit the market, though. Uh, Trey Flowers of the Patriots, not tagged. Uh, one of their best, maybe, Greg, their best defensive player. You know us about that? Yeah, I love Trey Flowers. I think he he gets a lot of love for being underrated at this point, but to me, he's been so valuable. He's not really an edge rusher. He's more of a 3-4 defensive end or a 4-3 defensive tag. He's like a Mike. You compared him to Michael Bennett West, which I thought was a great comparison. And I, I just think they haven't been able to find defensive linemen to, you know, that's been a problem for them. And they finally found one. And now I think he's going to leave because rap sheet's saying he's going to make 17 million a year. And I don't think they're paying that. That would be wild. I mean, we killed the Giants for letting someone like Landon Collins go. And the Patriots are essentially doing the same thing with a very productive player that they're letting walk. I, Six million dollar difference in terms of the tags. Landon Collins was at eleven, which made it even weirder that the Giants aren't letting him go. But yeah, I, I, uh, I doesn't seem like Patriots fans agree with this. I think they should have tagged him. Let's see how it plays out because they do have a history. Dante Hightower a couple of years ago. Devin McCourty. Uh, Devin McCourty. The Jets gave Dante uh, cupcakes. You guys remember that? That was sad. And then he just went, the Patriots gauged the market. They saw what Dante was uh, really worth on the open market. They said, oh, we could pay that. Let's bring him back. I want Trey Flowers to be gone because he uh, is a guy who was a major part of that defense. But I'll believe it when I see it, when he signs elsewhere. He's one of the big reasons that you're able to, like, change what you do from week to week, change the front, put a five-man front against the Rams, but do a two-man front other weeks. Like, he can do anything and – that's why it bums me out. I don't. I think he will leave because I think the rest of the league will mm. see his value in a way that they didn't for. Do, do we believe at all that the Jets um, in those cupcakes? I mean, do you potentially, maybe, sort of roofie Dante Hightower to like either get him to sign or to what go was back it that to he England? Really loves cup, goods? He really loves cupcakes, so they made him cupcakes. I don't. I, I think that's, I, I, that's also. That, I choose not to go too deep into the history on this because it's painful, but. I, I think it was just like a, a cute little thing they were doing for him with the green cupcakes. And he was like, oh, I'll eat your cupcakes and then I'll go back to your 
uh, the most hated rival. The best cake-related story involving the Jets, though, is was it Muhammad Wilkerson? or was, who, who was the one who did not show up to his was, own birthday party? It was party the birthday the, cake. The it, Jets with pastries. the Jets complex. <laughs> the Jets it was, it was Hightower's birthday to give a little back. Oh, there you go. They, they oh, it's nice. The Jets need to, a new bakery. They should build one in Florham Park and, and just get the best people in the country. <laughs> To take it these over. These events don't go well. And these pastries have to improve. they got to lift the game uh, to help. Anyway, so um, C.J. Mosley, we, we mentioned. Landon Collins, we mentioned. He seems to definitely be playing elsewhere, Wes. And you think he'll make a team better. I do. I think – I don't buy this talk that because he's an in-the-box safety who plays near the line of scrimmage, he's not valuable. Because I think that Derwin James and Jamal Adams are the two most coveted safeties in the NFL right now. And they both play near That's the line fair. of scrimmage. And I also think – Connect the dots once again, Steve Steve Spagnolo, former Giants coordinator, where Landon Collins did his best work under him, is now the Chiefs defensive coordinator. Mm. I could see them reuniting in Kansas City. Some whispers Indianapolis could be interested. He would match well, I think, with Malik Hooker. Absolutely. Was- who is there? And so, yeah, I'm with you that he's going to get paid well. I just don't. There's something wrong. Okay, he doesn't fit that scheme, I guess. Or they're they're not into Collins. Whatever. He th- that a one year one uh, eleven million dollar contract is a bargain for him ultimately. And they're paying Alec Ogletree more than that. They gave up two draft picks for Alec Ogletree. It's like they're you know they're paying Eli double that. So just that's name, not the way to do business. Name a team that has a. A roster on defense is as ugly as the Giants right now. I don't think there well, is. Well, and has been outside of a couple, like you try, you attempted to build a star secondary for a while, out for years. When's the last time they had a dominant linebacker name, core? Can you name anyone in their secondary? I mean, the Raiders. I mean, if you really want to. I'm trying to. It's not it's Landon a great Collins, that's for sure. <laughs> the Fort, no. They could have traded Landon Collins last year, and they, they it just, I don't know. To me, the, the, I, well, it's hard to come out of a team at the Combine that seemed a little bit more not of one mind, a little more muddled than the Giants. And, and I know there's a very prideful fan base, but it's like you have to look and wonder what the team's plans are for this season and beyond. The Redskins. There's not many. I don't know. You're right. And, Wes, finally, your boy, Marcus Hunt, not going anywhere. The Colts lock him up with a two-year deal. Marcus Hunt, who was, I think, a top-10 defensive lineman in the NFL last year. I mean, hubba, hubba. started out getting after passers when he was playing more defensive end. They moved him to nose tackle or the nose in their 4-3 scheme halfway through the year. Then he started taking two blockers, and Danico Autry started making the plays that Marcus Hunt did. This guy was a great player last year. Well, they got him at a bargain then because it's two years, $9 million. And it was a nice, it's a nice story for Hunt, who was a, a really engaging character on Hard Knocks back in the day with the Bengals and it took he had a great Schwarzenegger I think he did it, it took him a while he's another uh, success story for Henry Hodgson and and the uh, international player program took him a little while to get mm. going I mean he's 32 years old but he really built into this career and uh, he's a star I mean another so. success story sounds like there's this cavalcade of players coming from foreign nations it is a success I mean, story it's, it's a nice more and notch more. on the belt it's for coming Henry. more and more I, not doubting that but it's just let's not act like you know we more can build like, an entire roster up. Or like notch on the bedpost for Henry. Well, did you see Henry's uh, NFL UK (laughs) Hank, uh, handsome Hank on the Dave Damashek football program? Have you seen his Instagrams? He's hanging out with Russell Wilson. He is as part of of his job. He is escorting Russell Wilson and Ciara to Carnival in uh, Brazil, and there's these great pictures of them just like all hanging out. Like Russell, my favorite thing is Russell Wilson just has his 
his arm so casually on Ben Liebenberg, our friend who's also a photographer's arm. And it's just like, they're just old buddies at this point. They've been through things. They've been through Brazil together, old Russ and Liebs. Imagine trying to have like an interesting <laughs> conversation with Russell Wilson over dinner. Well, we attempted to uh, interview him for one of our shows, and that, that request was uh, softly well, denied. I thought well, we actually, decided to leave that open. It was actually accepted. <laughs> It was accepted, no and then there were conditions placed on it, and then it was rejected. Conditions that did not want the four of us to be part of the interview. So that, to me, says we don't want to be part of your show. Anyways. That's what's happening in the news. All right. Jealous of you, Henry. He's got a nice life. Let's, uh, I mean, well, let's break down. Henry, tall, handsome, British. Um, a British accent throwing into a tall, handsome pack. Well-educated. He's from Oxford. Um, great family. I, I know his wife, Emily, the kids. Great dad. Great dad. <laughs> Could talk uh, to anyone in any situation. Made the He's moving up the ladder oh, here. Really? Really? He's moving up the ladder here. Uh, however, he did make the mistake. And Wes, I'm going to give you a warning here. He had the third child. And it did change the game. <laughs> you just stop it too, all right? I'm too old to have three children. I mean, it changed I the hope, game, but he's in Brazil with I Russell his, Wilson. And, I hope you know. his third child doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, it's nothing against young Alfie. He was just more, you know. Alfie. And it's, he's got a kid named Alfie. He's, he's the great British. Alfie's like Hank. five foot one already. All right. Ricky, how you feeling, by the way? Hanging in there. You are dying. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm getting better. Because you got a big trip uh, across the pond coming up. Yep. Timed up really well with free agency. Yeah. Um, are you timed up well with we have what two NFL.com video shows <laughs> next week, a Twitter show and pretty much like the highest, you know, downloads of the year next week. So. Hey, but I'll be with, you know, your big part of the fan base over in the UK listening there. Mm. Yeah, I do. want I would love to see some Instagram uh, people. You're going to Ireland, right? That's I'm one of our to... bigger markets yep. overseas. Scotland, Ireland and London. I'm jealous. I wish I could bet against you ever turning on our podcast while you're in Europe. <laughs> Will you actually hang out with the listener? A comical thought. We'll be out at the bars, I'm sure. You're going to be hit up by a lot of listeners, so that might absorb some of your time. Erica's going to get back from her trip in two weeks and be like, when does free agency start? (laughs) What is free agency? (laughs) Uh, All right. Feel better, Ricky. Uh, All right. Here we go. Here's the segment. I'm going to do it. It's so perfect. I don't want to touch it, but I'm going to do it. Here is a new segment called DM a GM. Now, DM is lingo internally among youth culture for direct message on Twitter and, and people what do they do they, they creep into the DMs don't they Ricky yeah they do they slide, slide. you slide right in yep. and sometimes and especially a woman in sports media like yourself Erica not always welcome when people slide in yeah a lot of times there's a lot of slides that you know aren't a good slide you wish they just keep sliding right by you yeah just slip on right by <laughs> A lot of our listeners think that that's just like an acceptable thing to do. And a lot well, of, well, it's not. The funny thing is, too, is they're like, hey, sorry, I don't mean to be like some of these other creepy guys. That, no, but yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, that's not a con. If you're if that qualifier doesn't pass, if you're ever going to thread the needle somehow and, you know, like hit that 40 foot shot, you got to come in with confidence. And that's not it. Exactly. Because when you try to separate yourself, you just lump yourself in even more. 
favorite one of mine is that I'll get a bunch like answering stories or something and you just whatever and then someone will be like well that's not working then they'll be like hey like what camera do you shoot on like all of a sudden I'm gonna be like oh you know what like I love like the Nikon (laughs) we should start a new segment where um, it's still short notice to hit you up with this now but maybe just like pull out a DM every once in a while we don't have to say who it's from just like or you can failed slides this is a a winning segment this is a definite keeper all right, here we go. We're diving in. DM a GM. So in this seg, um, Wes and I uh, co-created a wonderful, uh, in in theory, app. Um, it, it, you know where it allows all the general managers in football uh, to connect with each other in a private manner, uh, and, and it's how business would get done in the future. And everyone would have it right there on their smartphones. So it just everyone's connected. It's like being at the combine at all times. It's it's perfect. It's functionally perfect. Now, in this seg, you're gonna need a lot of security on that. Absolutely. Oh, it's a duo. It's a it's a, a, a what do they call it? A push, two push, duo push double no, push notification oh, system. Yeah. And probably one percent of listeners know, know what we're talking about. No, two push notification is pretty well known industry okay. for good double security. Double factor authentication. Double what factor authentication. I mean, what is going on? How are we, what ins- the hell's how are going we on inside this yeah, system? Now, Dan cannot run this. Now, this is this is what we got you need geeks. to know. Don't worry, we got geeks. We got geeks on the case. Also, Wes and I, uh, just like a subreddit. Uh, there are moderators, and Wes and I are the moderators, and we have given you guys as well access to get inside uh, the can we, app. Can we put Greeby on it? Greeby's in there, yes, oh, yeah. because he runs the show at the Around the NFL subreddit, and we love him for it. Now, uh, we will use this access to DM a GM. Slide right in. Don't be creepy. Just hit him up with some advice with free agency just a week away. Mark, slide into a GM, bro. I know this GM would want second. my what? Slide into a DM. Do not slide ah! into a GM. Do not do that. No, that would be that would be unadvised. Um, <laughs> Simone would be very unhappy. DM a GM. That also was not. I did not say that. You did. I. That is not my intention. But this GM, I know already. Trust me, because he trusted me to have about a. How was work today, Mark? I slid into a GM. Why not? Okay, go ahead. Why am I it's here? Like, <laughs> those, are, those are great corduroy. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to take that out. <laughs> All right, there okay. we go. Mark? <laughs> I am not going first anymore. Someone else can go All right, first. Wes, get us going. I Slide sl- into a DM. I'm sliding into Guti's DM. Ooh, I like Goody. that. Goody. little... With Flavor. the following message, you know what to do. Go get that b- kitty pass rusher for Mike, Mike Patton. D Ford is your man. Oh no! All right, D Ford, tagged, but maybe not a future in Kansas City. Why is he the solution for the Packers and well, Booty? Packers have an extra first round pick. They have the Saints pick, um, so they could give up a second rounder and still feel very good about where they stand. Um, Clay Matthews is a free agent. Nick Perry is a candidate for release. They combined for about four and a half sacks last year. This defense, and we know from reading Collision Low Crossers that Mike Pettin loves his shitty pass rushers. Loves them. And there aren't many guys in the, in the NFL with a quicker first step or a quicker get-off, as they say, than D. Brown. 
Go get him. Goody also told, and Dan will not like this, our rap sheet on the Rap Sheet and Friends podcast that the Packers, they were active last year after not being active in free agency forever. And he said, we're going to be more active this time around. That's what they want to do, depending on who's who's out there. Also, I think I said D. Brown, who famously pumped up his Reeboks and then covered his eyes with his elbow. Yes. And, and people thought it was one of the greatest dunks in history. I believe, yeah, he won the slam dunk title in 91, maybe. Formerly Greg's favorite player. I, I once had a changing of the guard poster above my <laughs> bed, oh my and it was uh, D. Brown. No, it was Brian Shaw and D. I Brown. I think it was Brian Shaw and D. Brown. Brian, no, he would have been. Might have been Reggie Lewis and Brian. Oh, my boy Reggie, Northeastern, rest in peace. Might be mixing up stories. But either way, I I love D. Brown. Uh, Because that was a, you know, when you're a fan of a bad team, it's like the slam dunk contest is exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, Mark, we're going to come back to you now. And again, I was not making any inference about your relationship with any general manager. No, it's more just attempting to get two sentences out in a row without everyone walking over you. I was just. What? what Manufactured. Thank you, Erica. I was correcting myself. That's all. Set to throw I fully it to you. understand the timeline. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, I don't want to upset you. I was trying to make, make, make things better. I think we're good. Okay. Go ahead. I, this GM is not going to want to hear from me because there was a time at a couple owners meetings ago where he walked up to a table that I was at and found me in a very engaged conversation with his uh, lovely wife. And we were talking about schools and education and oh, having yes. a move and all this stuff. And he kind of just said like, who is this guy? And she's like, oh, this is Mark from NFL.com. And he just thought, what has she been saying? I don't like this at all. He, <laughs> he's a much taller than me and just sort of looked at me and said, scatter. That was sort of the look he gave. But in general, all, it's couched in very in much niceties. Anyways, it is Jason Light from the Bucks. Lichty. I'm going to DM Lichty and say, look, forget all about all that. I want to help you out. You guys need some safety help. And there is the perfect addition for Bruce Arians and it is Tyram Matthew it is Honey Badger he is the, he, Bruce Arians has been his champion from day one that defense could use some help at the back end they could use a, a guy like him that is a excellent locker room dude get make the bucks fun again change those uniforms please I'm going to add in my DM that's <laughs> probably what I'm really writing you about but take Honey Badger and get it done here's my follow-up to that Mark Honey Badger Useful player with the Texans last year, but is Honey Badger still a difference maker? I think he can be. I I don't. I think the injuries took their toll and all that stuff. But you know the Texans want him back too. That tells me all I want to know. I I think he would upgrade what has been one of the worst positions in football: the Bucks safety. I mean, either, no matter what, they should be happy how good looking this safety group is in free agency and they should spend money. I mean, Jason Light, he's spending $40 million for Donovan Smith. Give me a break. Oh, wait, I'm seeing the three dots writing back, Uh-oh. Mark. <laughs> uh, here it oh, comes. No. Stay away from my wife. Uh, see, the, if he could have heard the conversation, it, could have been an, it couldn't have been a nicer chat. Why would I reveal well, that, you know? I but think he was he's just, just, I mean, it's his, it's his woman. He, it, I think that, he was intimidated by yeah. me because she was very engaged. Good looking guy rolls over at a party with a cocktail in his hand. He didn't want that. That has to be what he was concerned about. I'll throw it out there. Um, You know, I'm going to use this, manipulate this to talk to the Jets decision maker, Mike McCagnan, Big Mac. And um, everyone's talking about Le'Veon Bell, and that's great. So I'm going to slide into the DM to the GM and say, hey, if you want to go get Lev Bell, uh, you know, smart idea. Good job of that. 
Uh, if you can't, if the price is too big, go get Tevin Coleman. But whatever you do, you got to pair whatever running back you get with the two best linemen on this market. You got the cash and you got the need. So go get Matt Paradise from the Broncos. Let's do, do let's do our medical check on that too. Let's make sure that leg's okay. <laughs> he, he jacked up his leg pretty good, apparently. Uh, and even John Elway uh, at the combine made some comments along the lines of he has a way to go, but maybe he's depressing his value. I wouldn't put that past John. This negotiation is for John. He would he would do something like that. No. But if Paradise is okay, go get the center. You've been looking for a center since my boy Nick Mangle walked out the door. Go get Roger Saffold. Install him at guard. And uh, the rest of the pieces on the Jets line are not terrible. All of a sudden, you got a really good line. Pair it with the running back. Now you're cooking with grease, and Sam Darnold will be a better quarterback for it. Bye. Bye, Mike. <laughs> well, uh, the one thing I'd say is that one of my favorite moments from the combine last week was watching Dan watch Mike <laughs> McCagnan during Mike McCagnan's presser, where it was the look, and I'd say this in it. This is not a critique at all. It is the opposite yes. of a genuine fan who, within ten feet of his team's GM and still feeling all this hope, had this smile on his face that it was like from more like Jack Hansis, like a little boy just happy to see someone like Spider Man or Batman it, ten feet away. I like. I have to say, I would say the same thing about you in front of Dorsey. No and, doubt. And your boy Freddie. Um, I think. It was funny. You and Ely were staring at me, apparently. It was just, it was, it was, you know, that great. He said something that I, he said something that I, uh, the moment where you saw me like smiling to myself, there was some type of football related thing that I was like connecting the dots in my head. Um, But also it could have been, I'm the luckiest boy in the world. (laughs) I love the Jets. Well, McCagnan. That's probably a little part of it, for sure. Even though they have a new coach. Very lucky to work for them. I feel like McCagnan needs to have some hits, and he needs to do better than he's done uh, choosing free agent offensive linemen in the past. Kevin Beecham, fine. James Carpenter, not so fine. I mean, he's. Uh, it's tough to. It's a tough position to rebuild. He does not in free agency, and he doesn't use the draft for uh, linemen for whatever reason. Um, this is, listen, this is a huge uh, next. Weird quality of GM. Yeah, it's a huge next eight weeks for uh, <laughs> McCagnan, who is out the door, flying out the door. If this team isn't a lot better in 2019, Greg. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna slide into uh, old Chris Ballard's DMs. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Great job at the Combine, uh, Chris. You know, not sure what Hansis has been getting at over the last few years. What do you mean? You were there. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you were fully a part of that. Yeah, I'm just – but I'm not going to – See, this is dishonesty. You're distancing yourself. I'm not going to try to point that out, though, when I'm getting into – So you're going to throw me get, under the bus? You pointed out in your first sentence to him. I'm not going to point out – I'm, I'm not sure what – Dan even isn't sure what he's been getting at. He's oh, just I been know. saying it's, little yeah. things. But anyways, As I thought the moderator of this app, I let you into this coveted area workspace and you're going to drag me. <laughs> well, luckily, the, the security and the double fact authentication, dunk me in you're not going to be able to you're not going to be see. I, you know, especially like Chris, you know how you made it sound like you weren't going to go wild in free agency. Like, that's nice. Screw that. Sign Landon Collins, sign Tyra Williams and use that extra second round pick you got from the Jets to go trade for D Ford. What's your favorite type of frog? And to answer your question, I go I go Pac-Man frog. Mm, actual, good choice. Actual type of frog. Great choice. Land so Collins. Just do it. Just go big. Go big Tyrell right now. Hundred and D Ford. Hundred and ten million. Oh, at first it was just the you know Tyrell and D Ford, but why not throw it in there? Think think it'd be fun. I it's like these these cap space. It's meant to be spent. 
It's not meant to not spend. They have this is their window. Million plus. There's no long-term plan. It's just do it. They were gonna. Those guys are young. They're gonna upgrade. Ford would be the biggest risk to me. Do it in a way that you know you you're not in trouble in two or three years. All the deals are like two years anyway. Right. Right. Spend, spend, spend. Right. And the, the cap's up to almost $190 million. It's like insane how much these guys, uh, how much money these alliance teams have to spend. I almost think that like month. having $100 million in cap space is irresponsible. It's almost like at this point having like a small market team that like can't, you know, afford to pay, but that's not what these teams are. The Colts couldn't do it. I don't know why he's, the one thing about Chris Pelican, again at this comment, so vocal about the way they're going to build their team, the way that they want to spend money, the way they don't want they want to avoid free agency. It's like, maybe just, why say anything at that point? Because he has, he's stuck to that. So do you just suddenly just change your philosophy and then go crazy? Well, like suddenly It all the depends on the player and the situation. But with, there's rumors, there's little whispers that they could be in on Tyrell Williams or Col- and or Collins. And I think those guys both fit what they should want to do. Uh, does anybody have a quick one just to slide in? One of those like quick ones, like Eric. I'm sure you get the ones that are just like sup. Yeah, like what up? No, oh. but um, I, I got one. You got a sup? I'm going back to Ballard. Okay, man, we love the Colts in this room. They have to be the team of ATL in 2019. Yeah, the message is don't listen to Rosenthal. Adam Humphreys is Andrew Lux mm. Edelman. Also, please pick one of the following: Bullfrog, <laughs> Pac-Man Frog, Poison Dart Frog, or Common Toad. <laughs> Ooh, the common toad. The People common sleep toad. on the common toad. Is a toad a frog? I mean, they're in the same family. That's fine. Okay. Same beast. Breaking news. Breaking Better news. Be. This just in. Spectrum Originals has picked up the reboot, reboot of Mad About You as a limited series. Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt are back. What? So is showrunner Peter Tolan. Wait, for new episodes? Limited series. It's back. Riser and Hunt together at last. Again. Also limited appeal. What a, what a combination of chemistry. I'm going to tell you guys something that you probably don't know because it, you know, <laughs> it, it kind of passed through the pop culture news cycle very quickly, but I was fascinated by it. Remember when Sony got hacked, the emails? Yeah. And it was a big, big story of that. But a lesser story was that Paul Riser, uh, of all the hundreds and thousands of emails that Sony got, you know, were released and, and, you know, shattering their privacy. A bunch of Paul Reiser emails to Sony officials came out where he was um, very um, adamant about completing the DVD box set release. I remember. <laughs> like, he was like, season one through five is there and season seven through nine is there, but season six is missing. And I will tell you this, so and so. The fans of this show are very passionate, and they are completists, and they deserve the entire show. This uh, this show touched a lot of people, and then he would get, not get a response. And then Paul Paul Reiser, poor Paul Reiser, has to send another email. Hey, who's getting the last laugh here? This is, what, this it is all works out. Like six years, like, can we get that archive <laughs> turned back on, NFL, please? Raj, are you listening? So Paul Reiser gets what he wants in the end, and then some. Not only does season six of the box set maybe exist now, uh, he's back in business. I don't. Re- I don't remember. I watched Mad About You many episodes. Um, you did? Yes, yes, I did. I I don't remember where it ended though, and this I don't. Is where re- the the age gap? I think. Well, it was just on, you know. But it was like I, I don't recall it ending in a cliffhanger um, way where we needed to find out what happened next. If anything, it seemed like it went a couple seasons far too long. So I don't know. Well, well right. It's he's this, now sixty-two. There must be new questions. It's this to weird thing where it's like a the it was like the twenty-third most popular show. It wasn't like it was like Matt. It's not like like everyone had front cover stories about Matt right. about you. You know, 
right. dominating the airwaves. All right, pick the worst <laughs> show in this group of five. Mad About You, mm-hmm. Becker. Becker. The Ted Danson vehicle. I mean, okay. but no one watched Becker. I don't know. I Caroline in the table. City. No one watched that Caroline in the City. Caroline wasn't bad. Third Rock from the Sun. Oh. No one watched Third no, Rock no, no. from the Sun. Greg, all these shows had like 100 episodes. I'm saying people, end this. All right, you didn't. Or, you know, but people did. See, or I'm Spin this City. Table. Spin City. People like Spin City. Spin City was the best of that group, I think. That's a very West show. Wes will pound the table for shows no. like Northern Exposure, yep. Spin City, just a little bit. Well, there was a time when, Erica, how many of Center. those five shows have you heard of? Absolutely none of them. <laughs> Not even, even watched. They heard didn't of. even ring a bell. Right, yeah. Wes well, you has were seen, like knee high to a June bug. I don't expect you. You weren't even alive. Wes, there was a night at the uh, Cozy where Wes spent 40 minutes telling me about his obsession for designing women, which I, I don't remember watching many episodes. Wait, that's but true. in your house. In your house, it was a very good show. I think my With mom Delta watched Burke. it. It was a Delta, Delta Burke. Delta Burke was the star. Vehicle. Yeah. Um, but the woman who wrote that show was really See? smart. Good writer. Uh, I did not this watch is, this, this show. That's where he was going. Total, wor- total wormhole. This, designing women. This was why I was afraid to do the segment because now I now all I could think about is designing women. Remember the guy, the the painter the, that just was always in. That wasn't designing women. Oh, no. That was Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. Oliver Platt. We're losing, we're losing the kids on this one, Erica. I still have no yeah, idea. The, you lost me at knee high. The audience the has dropped off <laughs> in a very similar fashion to when I hocked up a lung during the Twitter show. Just everyone just clicked off. We have another show coming up tomorrow, Thursday, right? Correct. I'm I'm on a mini vacay. Keith and Deb are in town, <laughs> and uh, this is what it sounds like when my parents are visiting. Um, so uh, you guys will carry the the torch. You go out on Friday morning. All right, goes Friday, Friday morning. morning, and then we will have a big show next week. Uh, a big show's next week because we have uh, the free agency bomb drops. So we'll have NFL.com video content. We'll have our Twitter show, and of course, three episodes, including the Wednesday show, which will happen as free agency is rocking. We'll make that happen. Can't wait. Who knew Keith was into dubstep? <laughs> <laughs> Huge. He loves all that. Uh, Spring Breakers. Remember that movie? He directed it. That's I watched that like a month ago. I liked it. That's a good movie. Um, all right. That's it. That was DM a GM. So, yeah, I like the name of the segment. <laughs> Stan Hansen signing off. For Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood. Get well soon, Ricky. Behind the glass. Till Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish, 
Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.